Hey listeners, before we get to the action, we want to tell everyone about Zoss Films, bringing you the best in Michigan film and entertainment. Uh, Bill of Zoss Films, who's been on our show a few times, has a new podcast under, underway, and we want to encourage everyone to go check it out. Uh, you can find him on the web at ZossFilmsPodcast.com. Awesome. Definitely go check that out. Rated Z for Zossum. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined, as always, by my cohorts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hello. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program, spelled P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E, for this Ooh. important nostalgic bulletin. Yeah, that's how they spell it in England. Very fancy. Yeah. Uh, while you spell <laughs> it that way, you have to have your pinkies out. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Quite. <laughs> So, we had so much fun talking about the 2005 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie last time that we decided we'd have a little bit more fun in that universe. <laughs> uh, and that pun is absolutely, irrevocably, unapologetically, vitally, tonally, uh, squally, usually, Ooh. ideally. Oh <laughs> I might not be, I, I may or may not be looking at a thesaurus right now. <laughs> anyway, it is sometimes unrecognizably intended. Oh my goodness. Yeah. In other I words, want to make folks, a dilly-dally joke in here, but I can't figure out how to... We should have looked up some British slang to include in here. Mm. <laughs> mm. Turn on the telly. <laughs> We're going to chip-chip-cheerio uh, and all that stuff. <laughs> Is there a uh, sl- British slang for computer? A compy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope it, I hope not. I hope not. We're going with Compi. <laughs> I like it. So here we are on, well, I guess it's kind of like episode 42 and a half. Yeah, that yeah. works. Yeah. 42 yeah. Hitchhikers. I'm going to go with that. Episode 42 and a half. Uh, we're here to play some Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the 1984 Infocom text adventure game. That's a mouthful. Oh. <laughs> sure was. Uh, we'll be re- <laughs> We'll be recording the audio of this episode while we're playing, as well as the video that we will release on social media for you all to view. YouTube, Facebook, maybe even MySpace, Vimeo. Any others I'm missing? Um, I don't know. I don't know. A bulletin board. We're going to hang it up. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought you meant like a computer bulletin board. (laughs) That's a lot of data to transfer. (laughs) You know... 12K. No, I was just gonna put it on like a uh, a laser disc and then like pin Ooh, there the, you go. pin the corner of the envelope of the laser disc to a bulletin board. I you was, might have a better baud rate. I was actually <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking we could put them on some floppy disks and hand them out. <laughs> go down to like the commons at one of the colleges and hand them out. That would be about seventy floppy disks. You, you, you did say floppy disk, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Five and a half or three and a quarter. <laughs> uh, the floppier the better. Um. <laughs> Double density. 
Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to check in next time, guys, when we're going to cover X-Men, the animated series. That's two weeks from today. Um, so come back, check that out. In the meantime, Paul, tell us a little bit about this video game and kind of set the stage for what the viewers and listeners are going to do. So, uh, this, as I said earlier, this is the 1984 text adventure game. Uh, it was actually written by Douglas Adams. He wrote the transcript for it, and then it was programmed by uh, the fine gentleman at Infocom. Infocom is famous for text adventure games. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the genre, it's D&D for lonely people. Essentially, <laughs> oh. the... The computer acts as the dungeon master and gives you text prompts, and you respond and you try and figure out the puzzle. Uh, it's still a very popular genre. There's all sorts of people still writing the games. There are plenty of resources that I can post on Facebook where you can find games that are still being written. I got um, I got to interrupt you really quick, Paul. Yeah, Adam, isn't that how you describe yourself uh, on your Tinder page as an online dungeon master? <laughs> That's a uh, keymaster. Uh, oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. That was that was a different kind of dungeon master, Brian. Oh, not online. Oh, 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 yeah, uh, don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Carry on, Paul. That's a British uh, <laughs> idiom right there. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> I think uh, Brian should have to read this in a British accent. Oh no, I'm a, I have a terrible <laughs> British accent. <laughs> I go in and out Even sounding better. like yeah. I go in and out sounding like the Queen. And, uh, and like John Lennon. <laughs> it's not a good look. Because <laughs> the Throwing queen would not Michael be Kane in Liverpool in ever. <laughs> so to maximize the full effect for this game, I dug out the loudest buckling spring keyboard I have to annoy everyone to death, especially yes. Brian. It's yes. going to be fun. And the way score is kept in the game is by the number of objectives we complete in the least amount of moves. Uh, what a move is, is anytime you type an action or a direction, any, any interaction you make with the computer, that is considered a move. The lowest number of moves, the higher the score. Uh, goal is to solve the puzzle or make it out the other side of the adventure without dying. As it is in life. That's true. <laughs> we have not rehearsed this, and it could go horribly or amazing or somewhere in between. That's true. So Those are up, the three folks. options. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to do this? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get it done, man. Let's do it. All right, choose your own adventure. Turn to page 354. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get I'll get us started on the on the text-based adventure here. So, the first thing it says is you wake up. The room is spinning very gently around your head, or at least it would be if you could see, which you can't. It is pitch black. I say we try to carry out a séance since it's pitch black. Does anyone know how to spell séance? <laughs> I do not. So let's skip it. I would just write say once. <laughs> say once. I don't know I don't the, word, know the once. word once. Dang. Okay. Well, that's let's also see. on Adam's Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if it's pitch black, uh, I would assume. Let, do we want to see if we can turn the light on? Yeah. Light a match. Light a match. 
helps if I can spell match. I don't know the word match. No. Um, uh, well, if the room is spinning, maybe we should stand up. Yeah, let's stand up. Yeah. yeah All right, stand up. All right, there we go. So it says darkness. Very difficult, but you manage it. The room is still spinning. It dips and sways a little bit. Well, we're still in the dark, but we're standing up now. Should we try and see if we can, like, turn on a light nearby? Let's try it. Yeah. Um, so, Let's... because it didn't know the answer, it didn't have uh, answers for the previous, that didn't count as a move. So, our stand-up is our first move. Our score is still zero. Okay. Hey. I feel like we should get something for standing up. I mean, we are the generation of participation trophies after all, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and we're dizzy, so this is a lot like college. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ooh, we all were right. able to turn on a light. All right, good. So it says, good start to the day. Pity it's going to be the worst one of your life. Oh, wow. That went zero to 60 real quick. <laughs> the light is now on. Bedroom. The bedroom is a mess. It is a small bedroom with faded carpet and old wallpaper. There is a wash basin, a chair with a tatty dressing gown slung over it, and a window with the curtains drawn. Near the exit leading south is a phone. The, there is a flathead screwdriver here. There is a toothbrush here. I think we start uh, with brushing our teeth. Alright. Brush my teeth. You have nothing to brush your teeth with. I think we need to uh, pick up the toothbrush first. Yeah, let's oh, pick up. Oh, man. I didn't realize it was so deliberate. <laughs> you lunge for it, but the room spins nauseatingly. Nauseatingly away. The floor gives you a light tap on the forehead. Oh. Boy, we are struggling here to, to get going this morning. Well, uh, tap it back. <laughs> tap the floor. I don't know uh, the word tap. You just use the word tap, computer. Uh, <laughs> well, um, if I'm on the floor and this is my college dorm room, which it certainly sounds like, I'm going to look under the bed. Okay. There's nothing there. Well, there are a few soiled handkerchiefs, a book you thought you'd lost, a couple of foreign coins, and something else which can't fully be described in a family game, but nothing Ooh. you'd actually want. Oh, wow. Zero to 60 again, very quickly. <laughs> Does this still sound like your college dorm room? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Maybe we need to pick up the screwdriver first. Yeah, let's try that. Screwdriver, one word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're certainly picking the tough tasks. The floor acts like a trampoline on an ice rink, or like something we've been working on for years at Disneyland. <laughs> okay, well, what do we do with the screwdriver? Um, I don't know. Did it say uh, that there was anything in the room that we could use it on? There, the only three things that were in the room were the hey, toothbrush... <laughs> We're going to look around the room. I think that's a great idea. Yes. All right, that's... Let's look around the room. All right. The bedroom is a mess. It's a recap. So the bedroom is a mess with a faded carpet and old wallpaper. There's a wash station, a chair, a tatty dressing gown slung over it, a window with the curtains drawn near the exit leading south is a phone. There's a flathead screwdriver here. There is a toothbrush. I'm going to try one more time to take the screwdriver and the toothbrush. Wow. 
Oh, it slips through your fumbling fingers and hits the carpet with a nerf or with a nerve-shattering bang. Jeez, how heavy is that screwdriver that it's a nerve-shattering bang? Well, we are very drunk. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> All right. Take toothbrush. It slips through your fumbling fingers and Jeez. hits the carpet with a nerve-shattering bang. How about There is How about the uh how about we open the curtains? There we go. All right. Open the curtains. As you part your curtains, you see it's a bright morning. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, the meadows are blooming, and a large yellow bulldozer <laughs> is advancing on your home. Uh, that doesn't sound good. Oh boy. Um, can we... Let's put on our um, dressing gown. All right. Because I don't know what we're wearing in this situation. <laughs> I don't know the word out. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's put on my dressing gown, because... (laughs) The three of us are not staring. You're not holding your dressing gown. We need to pick Pick up up the dressing gown. Luckily, this is large enough for you to get a hold of. You notice something in the pocket. Look in the pocket? Look in the pocket. It's hard to open or close the pocket unless oh. you're wearing the gown. <laughs> right. Well, put on the fa- uh, put on the dressing gown. You are now wearing your gown. Look now let's pocket. look in the pocket. I don't know the word damn. <laughs> <laughs> Opening right. your gown reveals a buffered. How do you say that word? Analgesic. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Pocket fluff? It's an algesic, yeah. And a thing your aunt gave you, which you don't know what it is. Well, that'll be... Hey, if we have pockets now, now maybe we can pick up the screwdriver. Aha, there you go. It slips through your fingers again. uh, And hits the carpet with a nerve-shattering bang. Uh, How about we go to the phone? Okay. Use phone? It was the phone was south, right? Yes. Go south to the phone. You use the word south in a way that I don't understand. <laughs> Go south? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, it, sa- it says you missed the doorway by a good 18 inches. The wall jostles you rather rudely. So it seems like they want us to go to the doorway and not the phone. Because I thought maybe we could call our auntie and figure out what that thing is that she bought us. Um, maybe that would <laughs> give us some clue. But um, all right. So let's. Uh... Oh. Go um, on. So the. Uh... The thing in our pop- pocket that we don't know how to pronounce. Analgesic. Yes. Um, uh, maybe that's like Alka-Seltzer or something you would take for a hangover. Yeah, let's try oh, that. Take, that's a good idea. Take buffered analgesic. A-N-A-L. There you go. G-E. You swallow the tablet. After a few seconds, the room begins to calm down and behave in an orderly manner. Your terrible headache goes away. Let's try picking up the screwdriver now. Alright, take screwdriver. Taken! Oh my goodness. Liam Neeson is here. (laughs) Take Take, toothbrush. uh, Take toothbrush. 
As you pick up the toothbrush, a tree outside the window collapses. There is no casual relationship between the two events. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we should have done that, but I guess it's not related. So never mind. <laughs> but we are British, so let's brush teeth. Uh, Astoundingly, a bulldozer pokes through your wall. However, you have no time for surprise because the ceiling is collapsing on you as your home is unexpectedly demolished to make way for a new bypass. You are seriously injured in the process, but on your way to the hospital, a fleet of Vogon constructor ships unexpectedly arrives and demolishes the earth to make way for a hyperspace bypass. Better luck next life. Wow. Wow. We didn't even make it out of our house. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't make it out of our bedroom, dude. <laughs> Why exactly we were we brushing our teeth in our bedroom? I don't know. That's because we're the... British. There was a wash basin. I guess that's true. I guess that is true. I didn't think it was such a terrible idea when, uh, you know. But hey, now we know what to do next time. This is true. All right. Enter for score. Would you like to start over? Why, we might yes. as well. We yes, could probably I fly would. through this first part. Yeah, now that we know. Alright, so let's stand yep. up. Yep, you wake up and the room is spinning. So let's stand up in the pitch black. Stand up. Okay. Uh, let's turn on the light. Alright, turn on the light. Again, it says, it said before, very difficult, but you manage it. The room is still spinning. It dips and sways a little bit, so we turned on the light. It says, good start to the day. Pity it's going to be the worst day of your life. Uh, again, 0 to 60 very quickly. The light is now on. Bedroom. The bedroom is a mess. It is a small bedroom with a faded carpet and old wallpaper. There is a wash basin, a chair with tatty dressing gown slung over it, and a window with curtains drawn. Near the exit leading south is a phone. There is a flathead screwdriver here, and there is a toothbrush here. Uh, So so let's let's... put on the gown and take the things before we open the curtains. Yes. Because maybe the bulldozer won't hit us if we don't open the curtains. And I certainly want to keep dental hygiene in mind, so maybe we can brush our teeth before we look. All right. Take gown. Okay. Luckily, this is large enough for you to get a hold of. You notice something in the pocket. Let's put that gown on. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have to put the gown on before we can look in the... Put on the gown. If only I could type and talk at the same time. (laughs) You are now wearing the gown. Look in pocket. Opening your gown reveals a buffered that buffered Alka Seltzer Clatu Verata Nicto Brute. So let's <laughs> let's take the analogistic. You swallow the tablet. After a few seconds, the room begins to calm down and behave in an orderly manner. Your terrible headache is gone. I gotta get some of whatever that is. Yeah. I'd like to point out, too, we've used six moves, and our score has just moved up to ten points. Yeah! Excellent. Pick up toothbrush. As you pick up the toothbrush, a tree outside the the window collapses. There is no casual relationship between these two events. I think it might be a bad idea to brush our teeth, then. Fair, but I'm still going to take the screwdriver. It wouldn't be there if we didn't need it. I just would like to point out quickly that an analgesic is a pain reliever. There you oh. have it. Excellent. And Bob's your uncle. <laughs> That's a British term. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have the screwdriver. Should we open the curtains? 
Yeah, should we open the curtains or should we attempt to leave the room? Well, I feel like we gotta have a reason to leave the room and a bulldozer knocking our house down would be a pretty good reason. Fair. So let's open Um, the curtains. Open the curtains. Alright. Uh... So, again, so the same ending as before. We uh, we see it's a bright morning. The sun is shining. The birds are singing, uh, and a large yellow bulldozer is advancing on our home. Yes. Um, sh- can we say leave the room or go downstairs? Would that work? Well, before when we went south, we missed the doorway by eighteen inches. Wait, uh, did it say eighteen inches? Yes, it did say eighteen inches. Uh, Why are they so- using eighteen inches in England? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, they did not. They came up with the they, inch. They don't use it anymore, but they came up with it. I don't know. Maybe they still did in 1984. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so Pepperidge Farm knows. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> All right, go south. This is an enclosed front porch of your home. Your front garden lies to the south, and you recenter your home to the north. On the doormat is a pile of junk mail. So we must, we must have missed the door before because we were still hung over. Yeah. Look through junk mail. You can't do that. Okay. Pick uh, up junk mail. Oh, you said this one word. You said two words. You gather the pile of mail. Look uh, at mail. There are there many are... pieces of mail. Most are from some computer company called Infocom, <laughs> the company that made this <laughs> game, <laughs> uh, which wants you to buy their games. Hidden underneath is an official letter from the local council dated some two years ago and inexplicably not delivered till now, explaining that a demolition order has been served on your home. The date of demolition is today's date. We are Ooh, on gosh. 13 moves and still a score of 10, folks. All right. All right. Um, so I uh, feel like we probably have to go. Yeah, look around. Okay. It's in a closed front porch. Your garden lies to the south, and you can re-enter your home to go north. So I assume we go, go south, south then. Yeah. Head south. Go south. All right. Front of house. You can enter the home to the north. A path leads around it to the northeast and northwest. And the country lane is visible to the south. All that lies between your home and a huge yellow bulldozer bearing down on it is a few yards of mud. Mr. Prosser from the local council is standing on the other side of the bulldozer. He seems to be wearing a digital watch. He looks startled to see you emerge and yells at you to get out of the way. The bulldozer rumbles slowly towards your home. Uh, I say we can we stand in front of the bulldozer to stop it? Well, uh, in the in the book, they lie down in front of the bulldozer. Oh, okay, yeah, let's, let's try to lie down. All right. You lie down south in the path of the advancing bulldozer. Prosser yells at you to, or yells at you for Christ's sake to move. <laughs> uh, I say we stay laying down. How would we say that? Say say no to Prowser. Ah, yes. The sentence isn't one I recognize. 
And they spell recognize with an S, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Can you just say no? Say no. You sound rather negative. The bulldozer thunders toward you. The ground is shaking beneath you as you lie in the mud. How about we shout stop? You use the word stop in a way I don't understand. Shout at Prosser? Yep. There we go. All right. So you shot a Prosser. Uh, You begin to get a sore throat. The noise of the giant bulldozer is now so violently loud that you can't even hear Prosser yelling to warn you that you will be killed if you don't get the hell out of the way. You just see him gesticulating wildly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gesticulate back. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the word gesticulate. (laughs) Liar! Um, You just used it. It's the current tense of gesticulating, which you just used. uh, What is the British version of flipping the bird? Biting your um, thumb? <laughs> Go Capulets. Bite your thumb? <laughs> Capulets and Montagues. <laughs> Mr. Prosser. That sentence, sentence isn't one I recognize. Mm. Hmm. Stand we up. We don't have cell phones. Let's stand up. You are safe. Prosser heaves a visible sigh of relief, shakes his head, and wipes his brow. The bulldozer piles through the sides of your home. Your home collapses in a cloud of dust, and stray flying brick hits you squarely on the back of the head, and you try to think of some suitable last words, but with the confusion of the moment spinning of your head, you are unable to compose anything and expire in silence. Wow. All right. So we are dead twice in 20 minutes. Jeez, less than that because we had quite the introduction. So, (laughs) am I dead? You keep out of this. You're dead. An ambulance arrives. (laughs) Enter, enter ambulance. Enter ambulance. You keep out of this. You're dead. You should be concentrating on developing a good firm rigor mortis. (laughs) You are put on the ambulance, which drives away. Uh, Where is the ambulance going? <laughs> for a dead <laughs> for a dead person, you are talking too much. As an ambulance reaches the mortuary, a fleet of Vogon constructor ships unexpectedly arrives and demolishes the earth to make way for the new hyperspace bypass. We are about to give you your score. Put on your peril-sensitive sunglasses now. Hit return or enter when ready. Would you like to start over? So we apparently died on the way to the hospital, although we were supposed to already be dead. Um, Yes, they took us to the mortuary. We were dead. (laughs) And then the earth gets blown up. So your score is 10 out of a possible... Four hundred <laughs> in eighteen turns. Not doing great. All right. No, we are not doing great. All right, restart. It is pitch black. We are drunk and in a room, so we are going to stand up, turn on the light. Okay. Then we're going to put on the dressing gown. Uh, take gown. Oh, right, right. 
put on gown, look in pocket, take blah, blah, blah. <laughs> take toothbrush, right? Take screwdriver. Funny, we don't grab a towel. <laughs> and was there anything else we need to do, or do we just go south? Um, uh, do we need yes. to open the curtains? Perhaps if we don't open the curtains, the bulldozer never arrives. Let's go south and find out. All right, we're on the front porch. Pick up junk mail. Read mail. All right, All right. so we've done that. And the demolition is happening today. Look around. So and we're on the, go south. Yep, we're on the front porch. We're heading south now towards the garden. Which, which is typically slang for backyard, correct? It is, yes. An English country garden. All right, All so right. now we are dealing with the same thing we had before um, in terms of the bulldozer. Mr. Prosser from the local council is standing on the other side of the bulldozer. He seems to be wearing a digital watch. He looks startled to see you emerge and yells at you to get out of the way. The bulldozer rumbles slowly towards your home. Uh, what do you think, Adam? I was going to say maybe try to talk to Prosser. This is no time for talking. Hit Prosser. <laughs> he dodges, <laughs> insisting that this is incorrect procedure. The bulldozer rumbles slowly towards your home. Can we... I want to lie down, but I also want to try and stab him with the screwdriver. <laughs> Can we get into the bulldozer? Climb on bulldozer. You can't climb onto the bulldozer. Ugh. The bulldozer rumbles slowly toward your home. All right, I'm lying down because I feel like we'll be dead. Stone cold dead in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Lie down in front of bulldozer. You lie down in the path of advancing bulldozer. Prosser yells at you for Christ's sake, move. <laughs> um, Yell back. I don't know the word back. Yell at Prosser. The bulldozer thunders toward you. The ground is shaking beneath you as well as you lie in the mud. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. You can't see any your ground here. <laughs> <laughs> Flip over. <laughs> Face down. Um, um, yeah. See. Well, roll over. I don't know the word roll. Is roll over one tur turnover? Maybe. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> this sentence isn't one I recognize. Well, last time when we yelled at him, our, our voice got hoarse and there was an exchange. So I'm going to try and yell at him again. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. know what? I'm going to yell at the bulldozer. That's a good idea. All right. So you you begin to get sore in the throat. The noise of the giant bulldozer is now so violently loud that you can't hear uh, Prosser yelling to warn you that you will be killed if you don't get the hell out of the way. You just see him 
gesticulating again wildly. Maybe we run. Flip the bird. You can't see any bird here. <laughs> uh, I tried. Let's just run. I, I think. See, in the book, he was lying down when Ford showed up. So I feel like there's got to be a conversation piece um, that progresses it like one or two moves forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Uh, so what would you say? Uh. Don't knock down my house. Yeah. So yell at Prosser. Don't knock down my house. Use the word knock in a way that I don't understand. Uh, don't, um... Oh. 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 Oh, that works. Okay. So yell at Prosser. You begin yep. to so get a sword through. three times in a row. <laughs> uh, with a terrible grinding of gears, the bulldozer comes to an abrupt halt just in front of you. It shakes, shudders, and admit, emits a noxious substance all over your rosebud. Much like Adam at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Uh, Prosser is incoherent with rage. Moments later, your friend Ford Prefect arrives. He hardly seems to notice your predicament, but he keeps glancing nervously at the sky. He says, hello, Arthur, takes a towel from his battered leather satchel and offers it to you. Uh, so I guess we take the uh, towel? Take the towel, yeah. As you take it, Ford says, er, look, thanks for lending me the towel. Been nice knowing you. Gotta go now. He smiles oddly and walks down the country lane. Um, I feel like we need a little clarification. Do we want to ask him something? Yeah. Or follow him? All right. Do you want... Well, well, we can't really leave because we're trying to stop our house from being destroyed. So, um, what does he say in the book? He says like something like, you know, what about my house? Or, here. Ford, what, what about... about my house? Sentence isn't one I recognize. Hmm. Um. Maybe we shouldn't have taken the towel already. I don't know. Hmm. Wipe off mud. How about use towel? And let's see what it says. Don't know I don't know use. the word use. Oh uh, Wrap towel around head. There you go. There's no need for that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like there's a ravenous bug bladder beast of trowel. Is that how you say that? A I think yeah. so. There's bug bladder beast of trowel around or something. Um, can we ask? Yell to Ford. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yell to Ford. You can't see Ford here. He just... How about follow I guess him? we have to... Follow yeah. Ford? You have no idea where Ford Prefect is. Oh. We've made a mistake, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Stand up, I guess? Sure. 
The bulldozer drive gives a quick claw of the gum and slams into your, the clutch of the uh, and slams into the clutch. The bulldozer piles under the side of your house. Your home collapses and a cloud of dust and a stray flying brick hits you no! squarely on the head. No, oh, no, we die dead. Again. We are dead. Can I restart from here, or do we have to go to the ambulance? No, we can restart right here. <laughs> no, you can't restart. Just as you me. keep out of this, you're dead. An ambulance arrives. Why am I dead? You keep out of this. <laughs> you're dead. And should be concentrating on developing a good, firm rigor mortis. Um, you are put in the ambulance, which drives away. Where am I going? All right, for a dead person, you're talking too much. Yes, we know. Restart. Oh, I was supposed to hit enter before the restart. Hey, we still have a score of 10 in 22 moves. All that right. more moves than last time. That is true. All right, you wake up. The room is spinning. I, th I, I don't know about you guys. I think this should be our last hurrah. What do you guys say? I agree. Let's see if we can make this count. All right. All right, so we need to stand up. Yep. We need to turn on the light. Turn on the light. Read junk mail. And look around. I wonder if that's the misstep. Well, if we didn't look around, we wouldn't know which direction to go. No, I mean yeah. the junk mail. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Because I don't remember. I never read the book, but in the movie, he doesn't know that this is happening. And they tell him, well, we've been trying to mail you notices for weeks now. Sure. Maybe we have to do a fifth time if we get stuck again. <laughs> Damn is, your big brain, Brian. Damn it. <laughs> so it says this is the enclosed front porch on your home. Your garden front garden lies to the south and you can re-enter your home to the north. So we go south. Alright, so we go to the garden. Uh, we are at the bulldozer. We encounter a down. bulldozer. Lie down in front of bulldozer. Lie down in front of bulldozer. Ooh, I have an idea. Okay. So, we're lying down in front of the bulldozer, and we're going to yell at Prosser a handful of times until Ford shows up. When he offers us the towel, we don't take the towel, because why would we take the towel? Because we don't know why we need it, and we're upset about the house. Sure. Ah, oh, that's a good point. But he did I also mention that it was Arthur's towel. I say we don't take the towel. Okay. Yeah. All right, so... Or ask him about the towel, maybe. Maybe that's what we need to do. Yell at him right, one more the time. The bulldozer is thundering toward us. All right, he's gesticulating wildly, so let's yell again. All right, now for a terrible grinding lives. of gears. Yep. Yes. He hardly notices your predicament, but keeps glancing nervously at the sky. He says, "Hello, Arthur. Take this. Or take it. Takes a towel from his battered leather satchel and offers it to you. Um, ask, ask him about. Him, ask him why. Yeah, ask about the towel. Do I need to address him, Ford? Why do I need a towel? I don't know the word do. <laughs> no." 
All right, so you sound rather negative. Ford glances uncomfortably at the sky. He offers you the towel again. No. That, Ford that's... seems oblivious uh, to your troubles, so you ask Ford, what about my home? Hey, I think we're getting somewhere now. Uh, he looks startled, then guilty. He starts to say something and stops. He starts to say something else and stops. Suddenly, he seems to see the bulldozer for the first time. Stop starting to say something and starts. He seems to come to the uh, momentous decision that he has something of earth-shattering importance to tell you and stresses the importance of a quick drink at the horse and groom. Pointing towards Prosser, you exclaim, but that man wants to knock down my house. Ford goes off for a quiet word with Prosser. Uh, from there, you're lying. You cannot hear what's happening, although they seem deeply engrossed in conversation. All right. Should we... Ford, what about my home? Nope. How about you move closer to here? Move closer to Ford? Yeah, move closer to listen. Because ta- he's talking with Prosser, right? Let's yell toward them before we stand up. Oh, yeah, I haven't stood up yet. Yeah, that's true. Still lying down. Yell at Ford. Ford. Oh, that seemed to be good. Ford and Prosser stop talking and approach you. Ford says that Prosser has agreed to lie down in your place so that the two of you can go off to the pub. Reluctantly, Prosser steps forward and lies down in front of the bulldozer. (laughs) You stand up. That's some Jedi mind trick right there. Ford, what about my home? Hmm. Still don't recognize that sentence. Okay. Ha! Commas matter. <laughs> ah. Ford, busy scanning the sky, ignores you. Hmm. Uh, Alright, let's, let's talk this through. Well, he said we gotta go to the what so place? Let's, let's the follow pub? him. Fo- follow him to pub. One second, I want to hit Prosser. <laughs> Ford, urging you to follow, hurries toward the country lane. So let's follow Ford. All right. You can't even hit the guy, and he's trying to bulldoze your damn house. <laughs> In a state of anxiety and confusion, you follow Ford down the lane. Country Lane, the road runs from your home to the north towards the village pub to the west. Ford Prefect is here. Come along, Arthur, said Ford impatiently, and enters the pub. So we need to go... Enter pub. To, to, uh, well, I think we need to go west. It says the pub is to the west. Let's try enter pub first okay. and then go west, just because it says enters the pub. Okay. All right, so the pub is pleasant and cheerful and full of pleasant and cheerful people who don't know they've got about 12 minutes to live (laughs) and are therefore (laughs) having a spot of lunch. Some music is playing on an old jukebox. The exit is east. Ford Prefect is here. There is a barman serving at the bar. Behind the bar is a shelf. It is full of the sort of items you find on shelves behind bars and pubs. (laughs) Elaborate as you will. Uh, Ford buys lots of beer and offers half to you. Muscle relaxant, he says. Impenetrably? Uh, Drink beer? Drink beer? Yeah. 
It's a very good beer, brewed by a small local company. You particularly like its flavor, which is why you woke up feeling so wretched this morning. (laughs) See, we were drunk. I knew it. You were at somebody's birthday party here in the pub last night. You begin to relax and enjoy yourself. So when Ford mentions that he's from a small planet in the vicinity of Beetlejuice, not from Guilford, as he usually claims, you take it in your stride and say, oh yes, which part? Uh, that's uh, <laughs> i'd like to point out as well we are at 26 moves and because we drank beer we have bumped from 10 points to 15 oh so, all right this is the first time we have broken past that 10 threshold <laughs> um all right so what do we need to do next uh we we asked him what part of beetlejuice he's from so after they drink the beer in the book and in the movie they ate food as a way to, like, salt to help with their nerves or something. So I think we need to get food because they mentioned stuff behind the bar. So I'm going to try eat food. I don't know the word word food. food. Uh, What's British? um, Bangers and mash. (laughs) (laughs) Eat bangers (laughs) and mash. Don't know the word bangers. bangers. Eat mash. I don't know the word mash. Ah, screw it. Buy a cheese sandwich. You don't know the word sandwich. You spelled sandwich. You did spell sandwich wrong. There's only the H at the end. Ah. There we go. Wow. That was a total, like... (laughs) Anyway. All right. The barman gives you a cheese sandwich. The bread is like the stuff that stereos come packed in. <laughs> and the cheese would be great for rubbing out spelling mistakes. And margarine and pickle have performed an undefined chemical reaction to produce something that shouldn't be. But is. It is. <laughs> but is. Turquoise, since it is clearly unfit for human consumption, you are grateful to be charged only a pound for it. <laughs> Drink the beer, urges Ford. It will help cushion your system against the coming shock of the matter transference beam. Uh, I guess we drink, drink beer. beer. Drink beer. Gave us five points last time. It gave us five more points. Hey, all oh, right. That's great. So it is really very pleasant stuff. With a very good dry nutty flavor, some light froth on top, and a deep color. It is at exactly room temperature. That is a very British thing to want <laughs> in a beer. But um, you reflect that the world cannot be all bad when there are such pleasures in it. Ford mentions that the world is going to end in about 12 minutes. <laughs> How is the world going to end? Don't know the word how. Let's try why. Why not? <laughs> drink the beer, <laughs> urges for it. It will help um, cushion your system. So we drink more beer. Let's see what happens. Another five points, and we're only at 30 moves. We're doing pretty well. Um, there is a distant crash, which Ford explains is nothing to worry about. Probably just your house being knocked down. Okay, so we should run to the house. Or how about we drink uh, more beer? Mm. <laughs> what happened? Oh, no. you, 
You can hear the muffled noise of your home being demolished and the taste of beer sours in your mouth. You get drunk and have a terrific time for 12 minutes are you, are the life and soul of the pub. Tell really great stories, make everyone laugh a lot. They all clap on the back and tell you what a great chap you are. And then Earth gets unexpectedly demolished. You wake up with a hangover which lasts for all eternity. Man, oh, we never even so, got to the space part. Nope. I think we should have ran toward the house. What? You guys want one last try? And this has to be the last one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Paul's just going to... Paul, yeah, go ahead and just... uh, like. I'm just going to rush through it while you guys make Jeopardy music. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Stand up. Turn on the light. We'll take gown. Probably gonna get sued. Put on gown. <laughs> Look in pocket. Take the. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Alright, so we enter the pub. See, this is faster every time. <laughs> Ford buys a lot of beers and offers half to you. Drink beer. Drink beer. All right. So let's hear. let's slow down now that we're at the most yep. recent stuff. Now it's a very good beer brewed by a small local company. You particularly like its flavor, which is why you woke up feeling so wretched this morning. You were at somebody's birthday party here in the pub last night. You begin to relax and enjoy yourself. So when Ford mentions that he's from a small planet in the vicinity of Betelgeuse, not from Guilford, as he originally claimed, you take it all in stride and say, Oh yes, which part? Hmm. What did we do next? I'm trying to remember. Adam? Um, we drank the beer think, at least three times. I think you ordered the, the cheese sandwich. All right. Buy a cheese sandwich. Spelled correctly. We drink the beer. Alright, so they gave us the sandwich. So we're at 15 points. We So now we're at 20 points because we drank beer twice in 28 uh, moves. We got to drink it one more time, I think, because we we're at 25 points. Alright. Drink the beer. There is a distant crash. Ford explains is nothing to worry about. Probably just your house getting knocked down. Run home. All right. So from where we're at, we would go east, east. out of the east pub, is the, right? Yeah, east is the exit. Yes. All right. So go, go east, east, young man. Out of the pub. You see a huge bulldozer heaving itself among the cloud of brick dust, which is all that remains of your home. As you start up the lane, a small dog runs up to you, yapping. Uh, yell at Give him... Oh. Give cheese sandwich, because we don't want to eat this cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. Good call. Politely, Ford Ford Prefect... (laughs) (laughs) Give the cheese... Politely, Ford Prefect refuses your offer. Give the dog the cheese sandwich. The dog, the is, dog de- is deeply moved. 
With powerful sweeps of its tail, it indicates that it regards this cheese sandwich as one of the great <laughs> cheese sandwiches. Nine out of ten pet owners could happen by at this point, expressing any preference they pleased, but the dog would spurn both of them all the, for all of this. This is a dog which has met its main sandwich. It eats with passion and ignores a passing microscopic space fleet. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> all right, let's pause for a second. Okay. So we hear the house going knocked down. We've left the pub. We've fed a dog. Should we pet the dog? No, we got to do something about the house at this point. Uh, like, let's yell at Prosser because he's knocking down our house. Yeah. You can't see Prosser here. See Prosser uh, here. They, are they already gone? That might be it. He... I would pet the dog. Pet the dog. The dog tries to bite your hand. What a dick. Um, (laughs) We just gave him a sandwich. We just gave him a cheese sandwich. I say we keep running home. Alright, so that would be north because we went east. Yeah. So go north. And if you're wondering, I'm drawing this on a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Smart way to do this. You've played a lot of role play games, I can tell. (laughs) you You reached the site of what was your home. It is now a pile of rubble. Mr. Prosser looks sheepishly triumphant, a trick few people can do, as it requires a lot of technically complex deltoid muscle work. (laughs) (laughs) So we're now in front of the house. Mr. Prosser from the local council is standing on the other side of the bulldozer. He seems to be wearing a digital watch. uh, Ford hurries after you. Um, So, yell at Prosser? Yeah. You begin to get a you sore throat. You begin to get sore throat. Mm-hmm. I guess last time we had to yell at him like a couple times. Yeah. So I'm just going to do it. There we Ooh. go. Okay. You begin to get a sore throat. With a noise like a cross between Led Zeppelin's farewell concert and the eruption of Krakatoa, a huge fleet of Vogon constructor ships flies overhead and announces that Earth will be demolished to make way for a new hyperspace bypass in two of your Earth minutes. In all the turmoil, you drop the thing your aunt gave you, which you don't know what it is, and it rolls away. It is the least of your worries anyway. You've been trying to get rid of it for years. Um, I feel like we gotta either talk to Prosser or talk to Ford. Ford, probably. Yeah, it's gotta be one or the other. Talk to Ford. Hmm. Ford P. Flick looks around expectant, looks at you expectantly, as if you seem to, if as if you seem to be about to talk. Um, what's happening? I don't know the word happening. Did I spell happening right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. What's good? Let's try why. <laughs> why not? The vast yellow ship thunders across the sky, spreading waves of terror and panic in their wake. The voice of the Vodagon captain slams across the country, insisting that planning charts and demolition orders have been available to look at at the planning office in Alpha Centauri for 50 years, and it's too late to start making a fuss about it now. (laughs) Throughout the noise, Ford is shouting at you. He removes a small black device from his satchel, but accidentally drops it at your feet. We need to pick that up, whatever it is. Pick up device. small black device. 
fierce gale taken. <laughs> fierce gales whip across the land, and thunder bangs continuously through the air in the wake of the giant ships. Ford fights to reach you, but the wind is too fierce. Further announcements continue from the Vogon captain, making it clear that demolition will begin in just a few seconds. Through the blinding rain, you see the lights flickering on the small device. Uh, I think we need to run to Ford. Hmm. Well, there's a light blinking on the device, and it's making a point of that. So I think maybe we need to look at device. Yeah. Hey, all right. The electronic sub-Eartha signaling device is shaped like a small fist with an extended thumb. Eh, hitchhiker. There you go. Various lights along its knuckles are currently blinking wildly, indicating a spaceship is in the vicinity. It has two small buttons, a red one labeled Call Engineer and a green one labeled Hitchhike. It bears a small label which reads another fine product of the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation. Affixed to the thumb is a lifetime guarantee. <laughs> well, that's, that's I, promising, especially with the Earth ending in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I feel like we should push the green button. Yeah, yes. you never push the red button, so. But I really want to push the red button. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close to making it to space. All right, push the green button. Yay! Lights whirl sickeningly around your head. The ground arches away from beneath your feet, and every atom of your being is scrambled. An experience you're probably going to have to get used to. You are in the dark. Ah, dang dark. Mm. Uh, Open eyes. Oops. Can we stand up? Let's look around. Okay. You can see nothing, feel nothing, hear nothing, taste nothing, smell nothing... You're not entirely certain who you are. Who am I? There's nothing you can taste, nothing you can see, nothing you can hear. Same exact Nothing thing. you can feel. Nothing that you can smell. Uh, you do not even know who you are. Yell for Ford? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Just yell, yell in general. At- you yell as loudly as you can, but no sound emerges. Uh-oh. Are we in space? Uh, I hope so. <clears throat> or purgatory. One of the two. Um, can we yell at Ford? Hang on a second. How many senses did it list? Uh, you can see, Nothing you can see. See, taste, you can hear. hear, feel, smell. That's five. Nothing you can see dead people. <laughs> they didn't do the sixth sense yet. Yeah, nothing you can taste, see, hear, feel, smell. So unless there's sixth sense that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Bruce Willis. I'm going to, for fun, because it gave us the option, I'm going to smell the dark. <laughs> Fortunately, that did nothing but add a move. <laughs> but smelling the dark is uh... nothing you can taste, nothing you can see. <laughs> what about taste the rainbow? Taste the rainbow. Oh, I don't know rainbow. Dang. How about uh, open taste your eyes? The dark. Oh, duh. No, you can't do that either. Okay. Um did we already stand up? I think we did. 
right. Let's look around again and see if there's... Okay, you can see nothing, feel nothing, hear nothing, taste nothing. You're not entirely certain who you are. Drink beer. Wait, hold on. Drink beer. There was nothing about smell this time. Oh, you can't drink beer here. There's... Smell the dark. (laughs) Oh, look at that. It it does smell a bit. There's something pungent being waved under your nose. Your head begins to clear. You can make out a shadow moving in the dark. Um, Can we look at the shadow? Yeah, yeah, look at shadow. All right. This is a squalid room filled with grubby, grubby mattresses, unwashed cups, and unidentifiable bits of smelly alien underwear. Oh, yeah. A door mm. lies to the port, and an airlock lies to starboard. Port is left, starboard is right. Uh, in the corner, it, it or in the corner is a glass case with a switch and a keyboard. It looks like the glass case, an atomic vector plotter. Along one wall is a tall dispensing machine. Ford removes the bottle of Centerogen mineral water, which he's been waving under your nose. He tells you that you are aboard a Vogon spaceship and gives you some peanuts. I knew the peanuts were going to come up. <laughs> and I'd like peanuts? to point out that we've moved to 33 points now. So this is officially the highest we've been Whoa. at 49 moves. Well, considering we were at 25 for like forever 15 moves something like that yeah we we finished our beer we gave a dog some cheese sandwich we watched our house get bulldozed we get sucked into a spaceship none of that was any points no that's crazy <laughs> so look at them said the dog was not points although he did bite us so screw yeah <laughs> forget that guy so along one wall is a tall dispen- a tall dispensing machine since that's the last line of that of the description i'm gonna say look at the machine okay any objection no, no go fine. ahead the dispenser is tall, has a button at a round eye level, and says Babblefish in large letters. Anything dispensed would probably come out the slot at the knee level. It bears a small label which reads, Another Fine Product of the Serious Cybernetics Corporation. Hey, alright. So we know that a Babblefish is how you translate alien languages. Yep. Yep. So, uh... Ooh, we should eat the peanuts. Before we do anything else. I was going to make that as a joke, but we can definitely do that. Eat the peanuts. It can't be any worse than the cheese sandwich. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) You feel stronger as the peanuts replace some of the protein you lost in the matter transference beam. Um, There you go. All right. Let's see. So Hmm. should we kneel down then? So we're at knee level with the dispensing machine? Or look in the machine? Let's look at the machine again so we can read the description better. The dispenser is tall, has a button at eye level, and... Wait, wasn't it knee level before? (laughs) It was. No, no, you're right. The button was at eye level. Okay, the the button is at eye level. It says Babblefish in large letters. Let's push the button. Alright, push the button. Push the button. Which button do you mean? The dispenser button? The green button? Or the red... Oh, I can still push the red button, oh, guys. Oh, no! Now we're done doing it. <laughs> push Paul away. Push Wait. the dispenser button. Wait, Dispen- didn't it say call engineer? I wonder if we need to call an engineer at some point. 
Okay. Push, I think well, that means that the, the device is broken. Oh, okay. I say, so the reason I did push the button is because if we hit the red call engineer button, we need to be able to know what he's going to say. Fair. So I'm thinking. Yeah, because uh, you don't. Yeah, is next. that's a good point. Okay. So we have pushed the button. A single babblefish shoots out of the slot. It sails across the room and through a small hole in the wall just under a metal hook. Uh, shoot. So, small hole in the wall. Uh, get babblefish or uh, take babblefish? Uh, or the metal, do we need the metal hook to get it? Take my- Well, it just says it's under a metal hook. Let's try get babblefish. I mean, what's... What's the worst that's going to happen? You can't, you can't see, see any ba- babblefish. Because it went through a hole in the wall. You're going to need to use the hook or you're going to need to get another babblefish. Mm. I'd so, say get metal hook. Push the button? Yeah, we could try to push the button. or Yeah, take metal hook. What a concept. Ford yawns. Matter transference always tires me out. I'm going to take a nap. He places something at the top of his satchel. If you have any questions, here's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Footnote 14. Ford lowers his voice to a whisper. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but you'll never be able to finish the game without consulting the guide about lots of stuff. As he curls up in the corner and begins snoring, you pick up the Hitchhiker's Guide. Whoa, super meta, by the way. He just told you. But we did read the instruction manual to the game in our junk mail. <laughs> That's true. I guess read the guide? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> try try consult, consult guide about Babblefish? Yeah, let's do that. Consult guide about Babblefish? Well, he did say footnote 14. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Use the word footnote in a way that I don't understand. Uh, consult guide about babblefish. Here we go. The guide checks, the guide checks through its sub net database and eventually comes up with the following entry. A mind-boggling, improbable creature. A babblefish, when placed in one's ear, allows one to understand any language. Oh, um, can we take get babblefish now? We have the hook. Hook. Push the dispense button again, maybe? Yeah, let's see if that makes a difference. Push the dispenser. Did I spell dispenser correctly? Yeah, you did. A single babblefish shoots out of the slot. It sails across the room and goes through a small hole in the wall, just under a metal hook. Can we block hmm. the hole somehow? Is there something we have to... Can we... Can we... Do we have a towel to put in said small hole? Ooh. Yeah. All right. Let's look around a second and see if we see anything new. Oh, all right. That's a lot. Yes. This is a squalid room filled with grubby mattress, unwashed cups, and unidentifiable bits of smelly alien underwear. A door lies to port. So I think most of this we read. There's a satchel. There is a towel, though. Um, So maybe maybe we should take towel. Hold on. Before we uh, take towel... It is important to point out that something super creepy was added on to what we already said. It says, It is, of course, well known that careless talk costs lives, 
but the full skill of the problem is not always appreciated. For instance, at the exact moment you said consult guide about 14, uh, footnote 14, a freak wormhole opened in the fabric of space-time continuum and carried your words far, far back in time across almost infinite reaches of space to a distant galaxy where strange and warlike uh, beings were poised on the brink of frightful interstellar battle. The two opposite leaders were meeting for the last time. A dreadful silence. Oh, uh, there's more. Fell across the conference table as the commander of the Vulhergs, resplendent in his black-jeweled battle shorts, <laughs> gazed <laughs> levelly at the Jigavunt leader, squatting opposite him in a cloud of green, sweet-smelling steam. As a million sleek and horribly beweaponed star cruisers poised to unleash electric death at his single word of command, the Valherg challenged his vile enemy to take back what it had said about his mother. The creature stirred in its slickly broiling vapor, and at that very moment the words consult guide about footnote 14 drifted across the conference table. Unfortunately, in Vulherg tongue, this was the most dreadful insult imaginable, and there was nothing for it but to wage terrible war for centuries. Eventually, the error was detected, but over 250,000 worlds, their peoples and cultures perished in the Holocaust. You have destroyed, you have destroyed most of a small galaxy. Please pick your words with greater care. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave us points for it, so I don't Woo! care. No, no they didn't. didn't. We're, We're still 33. 33. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they gave us a move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what okay. if we say sorry? Hmm. <laughs> Helps if I spell sorry correctly. I don't know the word sorry. We've really, well, we've really hurt them. <laughs> uh, <Jerk. laughs> what are we? Uh, what were we gonna do prior to the epicness? Uh, we, we wanted to get the towel, right? Can we pick yeah, up the towel? So take towel. Hmm. All right, take towel. Take it. Okay. Take satchel because there's a satchel. Yeah, there. sure. Can we put towel in hold? Uh, Hole in wall? Cover hole with towel? Slips off the hook. Um, Hmm. Can we... Can we flip the... Oh, it falls through a grate in the floor, right? Because it hits the wall, and then... Yeah, I think so. I thought it was a hole in the wall. But it, it's below the hook, so it must go down. Hmm. Put towel. Oh, over... There were too many nouns. <laughs> Put towel over grate. That's easy for you to say. You don't even have the towel. Oh, we gotta take pick up the towel again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the towel. Take it. Alright, now put towel over grate. Put towel over the grate. Great. Other grate. The towel covers the drain. Okay, now push the... Or, we have to look at the machine again. Alright. Look at 
the dispenser machine. Ah, you can't see the machine from over here. Uh, look around. All right, we see the vector plotter. Along the wall is a tall dispensing machine. Look at dispensing machine. Uh, we're gonna examine dispensing machine. Okay. And basically tells us that it's tall, eye level, blah blah blah. An announcement is coming over the ship's intercom, and you can't understand any of it. There's a lot of letters and numbers all mixed together. So I'm assuming we need this babblefish pretty badly. Yes. All so, right. So uh, push dispenser button. A single babblefish shoots out of the slot. It sails across the room what? through a small hole in the wall. What? Just under a metal hook. What the what? An announcement is... Maybe we put the satchel on the hook? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's try it. Hmm. Put so, look, look around again, I guess? Look around? Put satchel over hook. It slips off the hook. Uh, can we turn the hook? Or flip the hook? Can we, uh... Yeah. Let's look at the dispenser machine again. Yeah, you have to look and then look at it. So much suspense. You spelled wrong. It's an All right. Has a button at eye level and says babblefish in large letters. Anything dispensed would probably come out the slot at knee level. It bears a small label which reads another fine product. I wonder uh, if you put the towel in the dispenser. Hmm. Or put the satchel at in the... Like, so it would catch it when it comes out. We have to put the pick, satchel. We have to pick up on, the satchel, don't we? No. Let's yeah. Pick up satchel. Look around. Seventy three moves and still only thirty three points, folks. Just wanna keep you <laughs> keep you abreast of that information. Put Hmm. Examine dispensing machine. You spelled dispensing. I keep spelling dispensing wrong. That was dispensing this time. <laughs> <laughs> How's it look now? That's right. Hmm. Come out of the slot around knee level. Can we kneel? How about cover slot? But you can't push the button if you kneel, right? No. You can't, at least not. So I said kneel, it says you can't, at least not in this game. (laughs) Cover slot with satchel. There's no good surface. Hmm.
get the satchel in front of the robot panel. I cheated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Push the dispenser button. A single babble fish shoots out of the slot. What? It sails across the room. We're missing a step. All right. In the interest of time, I'd like to push the red button. Yes. We at least made it to space. Yes. Push the red button. Any objections? No. No objections. Push the red button. With a screech of ion brakes, a, a, a serious cybernetics corporation robot pulls up on a bike from out of the sub-Eartha. An announcement is coming over the ship's computer. <laughs> uh, so the red button didn't um, yell at Ford? Yeah. Ooh, we could consult the Hitchhiker's Wait, Guide about the hold machine. Hold on, the engineer... The engineer, engineer robot around. Somebody call the repair service. Yes. Repair. Yes. Repair dispenser. Is that yeah. right? Yep. Machine. You can't see any dispenser machine here. <laughs> Look around. This is a squalid room filled with blah blah blah. The, the engineer robot looks impatient and guns the throttle of his cycle. An announcement comes overhead that we can't understand. So he leaves us. He leaves us. Hmm. Maybe we consult the guide on Babblefish Dispenser. Or on Dispensing Machine. Did I spell dispensing correctly? You did. Alright. The guide checks through its sub-Earth database and eventually comes up with the following entry. This is one of the great unanswered questions. For a list of others, consult the guide. <laughs> Probably a kid playing around with someone else's thumb, grumbles, grumbles the engineer robot, and roars off on his ion bike into the sub-Earth. An announcement is coming overhead. I have no idea what to do next. Let's, uh, let's look at the um, vector plotter thing. Okay. The atomic vector plotter has a small receptacle and a long, dingly bit. Oh it bears <laughs> a small label, which reads, Another fine product of Sirius Cybernetics Corporation. Let's pull the so, dangly bit. Like a cat. Like <laughs> Captain's quarters in the chair. You can't. The long dangly bit and its integral part of the atomic vector platter. Guards burst in and grab you and Ford, who come slowly awake. They drag you down the corridor to a large cabin where they strap you onto a large menacing chair. Captain's mm. quarters in the poetry appreciation chair. Oh, this is going to be This bad. is the cabin of the Vogon captain. You and Ford are strapped into poetry uh, appreciation chairs. The captain is indescribably hideous, indescri indescribably blueberry, and indescribably mid to dark green. He is holding samples of his favorite poetry. I think that's blubbery, by the way, not blueberry. And you're mm -hmm. right. It is. Look around. This is the cap. This is the cabin of the quarters. Okay, so it's the same. He's about to read his poetry. Yell at Ford. Yep. I don't know. 
You, you begin to get a sore throat. <laughs> if he's going to read us his poetry, mutters Ford, sweating profusely, just pray he softens us up with some... Cudgels first. Cudgels. <laughs> the Vogon captain says a whole I, bunch of crazy stuff. I feel like stuff. we yep. still needed to somehow get that... Uh, Babblefish in our ear. Maybe not. Maybe we're not supposed to get it yet. Well, in the movie, he has to have it, otherwise he wouldn't have been able... Or, you know, in the book, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to understand the the next part here. Well, I yelled at Ford, and now the Vogon captain is yelling at us again in something we can't understand, but ends with gulp. What if we compliment his poetry? But we don't know it's poetry because we can't understand him! Um, Did I spell compliment wrong? No, you spelled it fine. It looks right. Listen to poetry? You have no choice. Why not relax and enjoy it? (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the poetry. You can't even understand it, let alone enjoy it. Mm. Yell at Ford? Well, we yelled to Captain. Oh. Gonna... Gork film. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Yell at Ford. Okay, that seems to have done something. You begin to get a sore throat. The Vogon captain says, oh, blah, 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 blah. Vogon, hold. This is a squalid room filled with a grubby mattress. Are we back in the same room again? Yeah. Sounds like it. Yep, we're Towel- back. Alright, so the guard releases you and Ford and begins cycling in the air in the airlock. Hey, guard, shouts Ford. Do you really enjoy this sort of thing? Shouting, stomping around, um, shooting people. Is it really a fulfilling career? And there's more. Vogon, hold. Look around. Ford continues to talk to the guard in a sub- into a sudden career change. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yell at Ford. I don't know. You begin to sore throat. Ford continues to talk to the guard into a sudden career change. Look around. Hmm. Maybe we can look at the dispensing machine again? Yeah. All right, so so same thing uh, at knee level. Let's press the button one more time for, you know, good luck. Yeah, let's see if by the guard being in there, maybe something changes. Yeah, so press dispensing button. We're looking at it. Anything at knee level, it bears a small label. Another, no, actually, it doesn't list the button this time. Oh, it does say it has a button around eye level. So just press button. Which button? Press the dispenser button. Yeah. A single babble fish shoots out the slot. It sails across the room through a small hole in the wall just under a metal hook. The guard says, He throws you and Ford into an airlock and closes the door. The airlock has massive doors to port and starboard. Look around. 
Ford points at the outer door. In about two minutes, it will open and we'll be ejected into the vacuum of space. But don't panic. I'll think of something. Panic? Like what? All right, let's panic. Not surprised, Ford is mumbling to himself. Panic louder? We are at 98 moves right now and still only 33 still points. 33. <laughs> We've been at 33 points for about 40-something moves now. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, yell at Ford. Ford produces a pencil a- and begins scribbling equations on the wall. Yell at Ford again. Ford's eyes light up. Do you still have the electronic sub-Earth auto-hitchhiking, blah, blah, blah? At that moment, the airlock door opens, and you and Ford are blown out into space. Your elbow must have struck something on the key to the hitchhiker's guide because it begins droning out on entry. Coincidentally, enough enough the entry on space, if you hyperventilate and then empty your lungs, you will last about 30 seconds in the vacuum of space. However, because space is so vastly, hugely, mind-blowingly big, getting picked up by another ship within 30 seconds is almost infinitely impossible. Footnote 9. Precisely 29 seconds later, you and Ford are scooped up by a passing ship. Gasping for air, you pass out. And I vote that we stop here in an effort to pick it up another time. Yes, I agree. absolutely. Yes. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Um, it was a lot of fun. Although I feel like we're screwed without the babble fish. Yeah, yeah we really need to get that. Um, so we'll have to figure out how to get the babble fish. Um, we'll have to do some some playing on our own time, so that way when we do the second part of this in a few months, we can uh, hopefully be doing a little bit hotter than we did tonight. But at least we got to space. So thanks everyone for joining us on this wonky episode of Dating Ourselves and be sure to drop back on August 1st, 2019 when the gang and I will get back on our regularly scheduled programming with X-Men, the animated series. Thanks again, guys. And if you like what you heard, there's more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show and you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. We've got mail. In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Please be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at datingourselvespodcast. And, of course, we do the Twitter thing, too, at Dated Podcast. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Babblefish, hopefully. <laughs> and remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. Later, guys. Yep, see, see ya. ya. Bye-bye. Bye.